Welcome everyone to another episode of I Think I Love You with your host as always, Loverboy Los, and I'm with Anthony. Hello, what's going on everybody? Well, damn. Okay, so just so you know, Anthony did this interview, but this is an episode that many are going to relate to. In fact, I couldn't do the interview because my past came back to haunt me. That's right. This interview is about our whole days and growing from them. And uh, matter of fact, the person I interviewed is one of Carlos's past hookups. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've all been there, so don't judge me. It was a one-time thing. We're both happy at the time. So, and now, actually, we're both in relationships. So, we're all good, but I couldn't do the interview because it'd be a little awkward. So, Anthony is a great interview, too, and that's why he did it. That's right. And uh, Carlos tagged me in to avoid all uncomfortable situations so i'm here to interview melissa shapiro and talk about the evolution of a promiscuous woman and how they go on with their lives yeah this is a really good one so please enjoy anthony did a great job and before you listen make sure you hit that subscribe button share with your friends tell your people about it we're going to be coming out with more episodes and while you're doing that give us a follow on instagram loverboy loves twitter loverboy loves so and the Facebook pages, I think I love you. So enjoy. Welcome to I Think I Love You, where we keep it real with, with your, your past, past, current, and future relationships with your host, Lover Boy Los. Our guest today is Melissa Shapiro. And we can just get off the bat with it. Let's just go straight into it. Are you okay with that? Sounds good to me. And then we'll get into your intros of who you are and everything. Yeah. You were supposed to be on this podcast maybe a year ago? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Um, it did not happen because, do you want to Do you want to go explain it or should I? I mean, I'm sure our stories are very similar. But I'm sure they are. It's coming from you. You are the guest. <laughs> uh, so I know Carlos on a more intimate setting. Okay. Uh, so I feel like that might have been weird, like conflict of interest. So we just kind of put it off. Yeah. Of putting me, having him interview me. Very true. This, this was on pause. Uh, you and Carlos met uh, a lovely night at Super Bowl one of the one of the days, and a lot of alcohol was involved, and a lot, a lot of, of a lot of good times was involved, and it happened. We're adults, uh, but that is why you have not been on this, and you should have been on this about a year, year and a half ago. I would agree. Yes, lovely. We did it. We got it. We got it off the table. It's, it's done. Yes. It's over. Um, but yes, Melissa Shapiro, you work in entertainment. I do. Uh, you also are in a relationship. I am. You are. But before this relationship, mm-hmm. there was something else that you were uh, into. You were a single female in college, and you were in a sorority, and yes. you lived it up. I lived it up more than most. More than most. Oh, yes. What's the history behind that? I know it's as simple as like, it's just saying you're in college and you're having fun and this and that. But like, it's it's like a growth, right? Like, it really is. You have to expose yourself to these things in order to grow into the person that you are now. Am I, is that right? Yes. I think there's a lot of things you experience in college that you're like, well, you know, screw it. Like, I'm still young. I can make mistakes. And that's the best time to do it is you know that sweet spot like 18 to what 22 yeah and even a little bit after uh definitely made a lot of mistakes but i and you know i don't regret anything though i kind of look it was all a learning lesson and it all got me to where i was now definitely in the healthiest relationship i've ever 
been in in my life. Yeah, and you can tell. And yeah, I grew up a lot. So, what's like? What's that journey, right? Because um, I mean, we could get into some fix later mm-hmm. and everything about who and what and whatever number. But you started this area where you were uh, a party goer, um, someone who was just feeling the energy of a lot of people. Um, you know, and for a lot of people, I think. We start that way, but then we eventually settle with a person. Yes. How was your journey? Like, walk us through that. Well, I was never really a monogamous person, per se. In high school, I had a boyfriend for a little bit. We were like a thing for a year, but we only officially dated for a couple months. Okay. Um, So that was really the only serious, and that's not even really serious. I was 17. I didn't really know what I was doing. So going into college, I think I tried to tell myself I was a person who could be monogamous, but I wasn't. I also went into college a virgin, so seems surprising now, but yeah, I went in as a virgin, so. Um, That's just... two of us, by the way. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Did not know that. I know. Well, actually. We're we good do, kids. We kind of know this about each other, because we went to lunch one time, and we had these conversations about. We did. We talked about yeah. when we lost our virginity. When we lost our virginity, yeah. whose number was what. Yeah. And I remember, like, people looked at me like, that's your number? That's all? And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Maybe I should go break up with my girlfriend and go sleep around. Absolutely not. I love your girlfriend. Okay, me too. Yeah. (laughs) I want the same name. She's cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're in college. You're having a grand time, right? Meeting all sorts of new people. It's a new experience. Was it like all out fun? It's so interesting because I always go back to this one guy from college who really shaped a lot of who I've become and how I look at relationships. He was a gigantic factor. Okay. Um, He's someone I met when I was 15. I literally was in Tim the moment I saw him at camp. I thought he was the hottest person I ever saw in my entire <laughs> life. And I was obsessed. He didn't know my name, didn't speak to me, dated a bunch of girls at camp, didn't talk to me. And then I found out that he had transferred to the college I was going to, but he was a senior. I was okay. a freshman. And he was really good friends with my cousin. I kind of used her to get closer to him and until he caved and we started <laughs> hooking up. Uh, he ended up being the most toxic person I've ever been around. He constantly put me down. He, I told him I wanted to work in entertainment. He told me I would not amount to anything. Jesus. He called me a loser. He called me fat. Uh. Uh, yeah. He was extremely verbally abusive. Fuck that guy. But when you have lower self-esteem, it's, you stick around. Yeah. So I saw him on and off for five years. Okay. And it was toxic and terrible the whole time. I lost my virginity to him. Yeah, cringy, <laughs> and it's so cringy now when I think about it. But I also I I thank him in so many ways because yeah. he's taught me exactly what I don't want, what I don't deserve, what I don't need. Uh, this went into about a year after I graduated. We stopped seeing each other probably like six months before I moved to LA. Okay. Um, because his girlfriend called me. And accused me of sleeping with her boyfriend, which Whoa. I didn't know he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It was terrible. I felt really awful. I was totally on her side because I'm all about, you know, not screwing over. The, like, she didn't know. Mm. Uh, he called me, said I ruined his life. They broke up. He begs me to, you know, do whatever with him. So we hung out for a little. And then he calls me one night and he's like, I'm getting back together with my girlfriend. Don't tell her we hooked up again. And right then and there, I was like, "This, I want nothing to do with you. And I stopped speaking to him, haven't spoken to him in about four years. Good for you. Yeah. 
super happy about that. I can't believe I was so into someone like that. It's terrifying. It happens to a lot of us, though, right? Yeah. We, we go down this pathway that we that we think is correct, and you know, sooner or later we find out that it was a dead end. And uh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to get there. Yeah. It's okay. There, I had a lot of good times along the way. Like I said, not a monogamous person. So once I lost my virginity, it was kind of like a snowball effect. Yeah. I just kept going out and kept meeting guys. There was a lot of guys. Uh, even leading up to my current boyfriend, I met him one month into being in L.A. Sounds crazy. Yeah. Because I've been in L.A. almost four years. Uh, I met him on an app, and I didn't like him at all. <laughs> I remember you yeah. tried to pass him off to a friend of yours. I did. Yeah. He was not really into that. <laughs> yeah, but he stuck around, right? Like, And he wanted something more. And he it did. it worked out. It really did. And I treated him like shit. I almost did, in some ways, what that guy had done to me in the past. I almost did it to someone else. So it took a lot of time for me to sit back and say, wow, I'm being extremely immature. I need to grow up and I need to take time for myself. So me and him... My current boyfriend Garrett, we didn't uh, we didn't talk for like six seven months. It yeah. was like a period where I think we were both just figuring out ourselves. I know he was going out and doing his thing, but I kind of always found like we always found our way back to each other, and now here we are. It's been about a year and a half. So how is it from like the women's perspective of I I kind of understand guys just because of my friends and you know colleagues who are willing to open up to me, but guys always go through that phase right where we like. It's all about numbers. You want to get up there. We want to have a great time. We don't want to settle down. We don't want the responsibility of a relationship, family, kids, blah, blah, blah. Go down the line of whatever you want to. But sooner or later, usually around our, I don't know, late 20s to early 30s, we start to realize something that that game, it's it's very tiresome. And we no longer want that. We want someone who is going to understand us and it gets more sentimental and emotional and all those things, right? The, is it the same process for a woman? But like, is there more to it than that? I think it varies for sure. I would say of my friends, they always said to me, you're weird and you're unique for a girl because most girls are always looking for a boyfriend. I hate to make that generalization but honestly that is a lot of what i see is girls who are always on the apps and unlike guys they're usually not looking to hook up they're looking to meet someone who's going to take them on dates and you know pay for things because all, <laughs> all women love that uh, but i find that a lot of them are looking for that and they don't really take the time to get all of the sleeping around and the partying and all that out of their system which you don't necessarily i hate to say like get it out of your system Mm -hmm. Like you should be free to do whatever you want. If you want to sleep around with people till you're a hundred, that's your prerogative. Like that, I don't really care. But for me, at least my journey was that I didn't really think I'd ever be a monogamous person. This is something I said to my parents when I was like 17. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just don't know if I could be with just one person okay. when there's so many guys out there. What age did, what age did you say? 17? Probably 17. 17. Yes. Okay. Cause I always just, I have like very one track mind in the sense like, see a hot guy walk by I'm like oh you're hot and then someone walks in and I'm like oh but you are too <laughs> so I can't keep it straight but like you said going into my late 20s a lot of it became just getting so tired of constantly having to you know work out all the time which I could probably still be better about that <laughs> a relationship is no excuse I'm learning that right now um, but like putting all the makeup and buying the new slutty clothes and hitting the bars every Friday and Saturday you know getting drunk just to go out and meet people it's exhausting 
I could definitely see that. Yeah, and you're always having to, you know, make sure you're like all sucked in, standing at the bar, holding your drink, looking amazing. <laughs> and like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want a night, a movie night in. I want to maybe just go to a nice dinner, have a glass of wine, call it a night. But you have to also find someone who shares those interests with you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes even when you're in a relationship, they still want to go out. Definitely. Wanna... So that's so important is just like finding someone who's on the same page as you. Uh, but luckily I found someone who's is a couch potato like me. I have like an inner couch potato I've had my whole life, but they didn't really come out until like two years ago. Before that, I was literally going out like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, that's so cool. Some Wednesdays. So going back to something that you that you mentioned, and I mean, I brought it up too, but the, the whole phase, the let's get the numbers up phase. So like my, my girlfriend, Melissa, same name, yeah. different person, uh, <laughs> has never she never really went through that. Um, that's fine yeah and I always like ask her sometimes like are you sure you don't need this because I, I did it I did it at a later age I'm a late bloomer didn't really realize what I what I am or who I am and my confidence until later in, in life and when I finally got that and, and understood it I was like okay I cannot get in a relationship because I just got out of a long term relationship too I was like I need to just do this I think it's important for who I am and my growth and then once that was all over and like done and said with I I knew my girlfriend Melissa in the past, but we just never I could never connect with her. I could never make it a for sure thing. But once I was over that phase, I was like, Okay, are you cool? Okay, I'm cool, let's lock it down. So are you saying that it's it's not important and every person's different? Some people also just honestly aren't really sexual people. That is true. So in those cases I can't fault them if they, you know, don't want to do that. But some people really are just more monogamous in their mindset they're like why would i go they almost look at it as like disrespecting themselves and their body you know by putting themselves out there with random people i never look at it that way i think you can do whatever you want whenever you want and no one should tell you what you should be doing so in the other melissa's case i think that's great that she's like i don't need this to like know who i am i don't need for validation like i know what i want she was just she was sure of what she wanted yeah so i think that's works too so going back on what you said with like you don't judge people and like let them be who they are what's with this like double standard with women it's been around forever it, i don't yeah. i doubt it's ever gonna go away right but there is a double standard why do you think that is about when women sleep with a ton of men yeah, yeah, yeah. why why does it matter <sighs> to men like, why does it matter yeah. to men or i guess women too right like yeah. some women will look down upon it uh men definitely look down upon it and i've encountered that more than once where the guy's like if I know your number, I might not look at you the same. And I'm like, and that makes me so angry because what does it matter what I did prior to you? Yeah, In I agree. any way, shape, or form. It should not matter. For me, that's all experience, just like whatever they did prior to meeting me. I don't care. Like, I, I'm all focused in what's the now and what's the present mm-hmm. and potentially what's the future. There's not going to be a future, though, if you're criticizing me there is this double standard though for sure where it's like oh she sleeps with a ton of dudes she's a slut she's easy a guy does it and you're like wow that guy pulls he's awesome i'm like why can't we say the girl pulls she's awesome i think like i don't understand no i agree and we've gone so like i remember growing up it was always about numbers and always that teenage stage too you know like oh this this is that you heard that person slept with whatever and whatever and then that person is marked throughout high school they have the red scarlet shit right mm-hmm. um I still don't understand why we, we've evolved. The world as a whole, we, we have entertainers who are now sexually explicit, and we kind of like, we should know better, right? And mm-hmm. we are also strong with feminism. There are a lot of feminists here in the world. So I still don't see what the double standard is. Even, you know, learning 
my friends numbers from you know everywhere i don't I, there's no judgment on my end maybe in the past there may have been i really don't remember then but still like guys guys still do tend to judge women lack of awareness and lack of understanding that women are just as sexual as men i think we tend to just think that men are the one and you know they look at like they mostly we think of them as the ones who like objectify women's bodies so they're like oh i'm a man like i see a hot woman i must want to sleep with her whereas we're like the woman she's the motherly one you know she should be in the kitchen and you know only having sex to have children and to procreate and it's scary but i think a lot of men still have this really outdated concept of how a woman should be portrayed in in society i think they still i think it's almost like a primal thing i agree yeah. i agree like, um, why can't the woman be the boss ass bitch who's yeah. working <laughs> and uh my husband can stay at home and watch the kids and like i don't get why that's such a problem people are like oh you know like he's not working as like you're doing all the work you're bringing him the money i was like yeah i am I'm smart is that something that you would be okay with though like your boyfriend garrett say you were uh, you could be the lead person making money i really don't know but say he was not working for you know for instance and is that something that you would be okay with to an extent uh i definitely always want whoever i'm with to to have goals and want to if his goal is i want to be the best dad i can be and always be there for my kids and drive them to and from school and he actually funny enough has expressed to me that he would love to be a stay-at-home dad yeah cool you know, we're not talking like not having kids anytime soon, <laughs> yeah. but like we've talked about that. He's like, you could be the breadwinner and I'll watch the kids. I was like, okay, uh, yeah, we'll see. First, That's I got to cool. get that good job. That is true. Because I don't have that yet. All but of us. I always, I want someone who always is has goals. And so I, I do like, he does have a job now, of course, and he's successful. And, you know, he's actually probably the breadwinner at this point. Um, but <laughs> I, I like that he has amb- ambition. So I think no matter your gender, you should always be striving towards something. But I also think that in terms of like that family divide, like I still want to be there for my kids. So yeah. it's like kind of tough to, you know, until I'm in that moment and I'm experiencing it, it's kind of hard to visualize really who's, how that's going to work. I see you looking at the ceiling. Yeah, I'm like, You're I wonder how that's, all yeah, I'm like, yeah. hmm, what's going to look like? <laughs> okay, so I wanted to bring this up too and, uh, just to get back to the double standard issue, uh, there was a blog online where they did a research about uh, something that Amazon did. Amazon took different men. I want to say there was 10. I think there was 10 men and asked them, think of a woman that you know very well. Doesn't have to be your significant other. Just think of a woman that you know very well. Now, if that woman slept with 25 men, would you go out with her? Now, if that woman slept with 10 men, would you go out with her? Now, if that woman slept with five men, would you go out with her? Or I think it was lower than that. It was like one. Majority of the men said pretty much it's like a 0% for 25. Ooh. Yeah, it's harsh. That hurts me. That's harsh. Personally. <laughs> um, and there's a couple of ways to look at that, but let, yeah. me, let me go with this. And then when it went to uh, 10 women, it was, I think, around the 60% mark, which was crazy to me, too. Oh, and then one, yeah, one was like 100%, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple ways you can look at this. The 25 partners, you can be, I, I feel like men get overwhelmed or like 
insecure about it. I would agree. Yeah. I think men get very insecure. So my perspective would be like, okay, she's experienced. It's almost like looking at a resume, right? Like if you had 25 things of, of this particular skill set, I'd be like, all right, it's good to go. Like, let's let's party it up. Yeah. Like, yeah, right? She knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what to do. It's There's no rookie here. Let's, yeah. let's have a great time. I think men, when they see that number, though, like, I don't know. What do you think that they see? Like, what do you think that we have in our head when we get that? Uh, I think they're scared off immediately. But as you were saying that, I really started to think about, you know, you could hear that someone slept with 25 people. What if they all, but what if that girl slept with each guy only one time? You know, you don't know her backstory. What if she, you know, was seeing that guy for a couple months at a time and they were seeing each other every single day? Like, you, men are so quick to jump to just hearing the number and not getting any of the backstory. That's like, true. you don't know this, how this girl was. Like, maybe she was seeing someone and she felt like the guy was kind of screwing her over. So she needed some validation because she had low self esteem. So she slept with someone else. Like, we don't, you know, you don't know anyone's story. So, so for 0% of these men to say, oh, I wouldn't touch a girl who slept with 25 guys, I honestly say shame on all of you. Yeah. Because you don't know, you're all jumping to conclusions and you basically are thinking, this girl's dirty, she must have an STD. Those are your immediately your thoughts and I know it is. They're probably like, oh, she better have gotten tested. I yeah. wouldn't touch her with the 10-foot pole. <laughs> I'm like, that girl could be using condoms every single time. Probably is on birth control. True, so, true. You know, there's we're going based off a number instead of really like digging deeper. And yeah. it's giving a lot of these really awesome girls who maybe weren't secure or... We're just really enjoying, you know, their life. They're like their younger 20s and are now looking to settle down. And now they're being penalized for that. I agree. It's not fair. What I also found weird was the one partner and there was like 100 percent because I feel like that's not always the case. I feel like no. when guys and I, I mean, I don't really have any research behind this other than like my friends, you know, but if they were to meet a woman who had who was a virgin or and or had like very mm -hmm. little experience it was kind of like a it was off-putting like oh like you know what i'm i don't know about this like i feel like maybe you'll get attached yes. and you'll get you fall in love and uh -huh. it's the adverse so that research uh study that i read i felt like kind of bullshit to be honest yeah because i don't know i don't i don't I think they're insecure and i also think they're scared that the girl's going to compare them to every other dude she ever slept with Oh, like his dick's smaller than his. Like Ooh. he wasn't. Oh yeah. Oh no. I'm putting other new thoughts in your head. You're like, I didn't even think about that. Well, like, is that does that come up? Do girls gossip about that? Absolutely. Have do, I compared? Sure. Do guys ever ask, like, when my what's who am I compared to? Whoever. Not never a direct comparison unless they know the person. I don't know if I've ever actually been straight up asked like. How was mine compared to so-and-so's? Yeah. They might have been like, am I the biggest you ever had? And then I would laugh in their face and be like, you can leave. I definitely feel like I've been asked that. Yeah. And on the inverse, I've seen some of the smallest things you've ever seen. So, and I hate to break it to you guys, it's probably been discussed. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. I hate to admit that. Well, is it the motion in the ocean or? Uh, Sometimes you won't even give it that try. Damn. That's right. I had that one experience like that, and I don't even want to tell you the outcome because you're I've, gonna think I'm a jerk. No, no, I've heard, I've heard plenty of uh, my female friends tell me ex these experiences of how they've seen the the, the treasure chest, and <laughs> it was it's for it. yeah, it just wasn't. Uh, there was little gold inside, There's I guess. So little gold. Yeah, you opened it, and you end up <laughs> you wasted your the whole track to get there. 
Um, so you know what? Going back to your relationship with Garrett, uh, you you grew, you evolved, and now you guys are this thing. Like, what made you lock it down? Like, we started hooking up about a year and a half ago, so last January, and that was just hooking up, and that's simply because yeah, he's gonna kill me for saying this because I was like in a bit of had a bit of a dry spell. It's, it hadn't been like mu- it had probably been like two months maybe okay. since I had slept with someone, and I was like, all right, who's like someone I know who like is always feeling me, and I was like. Garrett so I hit him up and I was like and we had like talked a little and he had like I remember he messaged me on New Year's and was like you look so good in your picture and I was like this guy definitely would hook up damn so I was like oh well when I get back to LA should grab drinks so grab drinks we hooked up that night and then it was like more like a drunk thing you know you text them at 1am if they don't answer whatever no loss you go to bed yeah so that was going on for like a month and I started to realize because I was so used to old Garrett where he kind of like got into me right away and would text me during the week and be like how's your week going None of that happened. I didn't get a single text during the week. It was like 12 a.m. or later. Maybe a Wednesday if he's like, yo, do you have wine or something? Because he'd want to get drunk. Like, we weren't even having sober sex. Yeah. And it was, honestly, I can pinpoint today, Valentine's Day. Sounds so corny and cliche, and I really hate to admit it, but I remember it was so funny. I was actually talking to my dad about it. And uh, it was like, what what are you doing for the holiday? And he's like, oh, um, you know, going out with his fiance at the time. And, Mm -hmm. uh... He's like, what about you? I was like, you know, it's really weird. Like, do you remember that guy Garrett who I went on dates with years ago? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I've been spending time with him. And he's like, oh, like that. I was like, no, I mean, we haven't gone on any dates. My dad's not naive. He obviously like was like, okay, she's doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, but it's really weird. I was like, I think for the first time ever, I, I think I like him. And he's like, what? And I was like, I don't know. Like, he doesn't text me ever, and I think about it a lot. And I'm just like, why doesn't he want to talk to me or, like, ask me on a date? And it just honestly consumed me. Like, I think about it all the time at work. I would, like, look at my phone to see if he was going to text me, and he wasn't. And I remember that weekend, I got drunk, and I texted him and said, I'm coming over. So it was, like, probably 1 a.m., and he's like, sure. Like, he could have cared less. <laughs> and I roll up, and I was like, why haven't you asked me on a date? And he's like, where is this coming from? And I was like, I think I might like you. And he's like, Whoa. And he honestly, not thrilled at first. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how I feel about this. You screwed me over like three times in the past. Not really sure I want to get invested in this again. I don't think it's a good idea. And I was like, no, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, nah, you're you're a bitch. (laughs) Basically, you're a bitch. And I was like, but I've changed. And I said, give me a date. Like, you'll see. So he's like, all right, fine. So we went on a date. And I, I don't know what it was. I just looked at him so differently. Like, there was something so, like, grown up about him, so, like, nonchalant, and he was chill. He was everything that he wasn't two years ago, but I think that's because we needed that space. Yeah. And also, I was like, damn, <laughs> I'm, I'm into this guy. I don't know what is happening, but I just was feeling it. But even then, we weren't exclusive probably for another, like, month and a half. Okay. Um, so we went on dates. And then I finally I asked him, are you sleeping with other people? And he's like, no, no. Like, and I was like, cool, neither am I. And I was being honest probably for the first time ever. <laughs> so then uh, we kept it going. But it took him a really, really long time to lock it down, to call me his girlfriend. Why is that? Because he, I think it was a couple, I think I'd screwed him over so many times. He told me at least he had built up such a high wall that he felt he couldn't trust me for so long because I had done this before. Oh, I like you. And then I would go hook up with someone else. And he's like, a dude can only, you know, take that so many times. Like his ego was bruised. He felt like he couldn't rely on me. But over the course of 10 months, I proved him otherwise. 
And then he finally called me his girlfriend. And I mean, it's crazy. Like he almost did like a three, like a, not 360, a 180. 180, yeah. A 360 would mean he'd be the same. He same person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he did a 180. As, it was so different. Like all of a sudden he's FaceTiming me all the time. He's coming over four times a week. He said, I love you. It's just, it's, it is so crazy. Like once you get, so, once, it's almost like it needs to click for both parties. Yeah. So for me, it clicked a bit sooner than it did for him. But once it did, he was all in. What's the? How long have you guys been going out now? Like officially? Um, officially, since boy, since we call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, October, so like eight nine months. Eight nine months. But we don't really count that as our anniversary. We really count as like when we became exclusive, just because we weren't sleeping with anyone else and we were still spending like three four. I met his parents like. There was, I remember that. Yeah, 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 in September. So. We'd already done so much together. We're like, just because you are a moron and want to call me your girlfriend, why should that take away from, you know, all this time we've spent together? So we actually celebrated our anniversary in March, the end of March. So so for that, it's been over a year. Was there any fear on your part? Like, oh, man, this is moving too fast. No, because it was moving so the opposite. It was the opposite. For me. Yeah. It took him. So what we started, we became exclusive in March. He didn't introduce me as parents until September. I had so many of the opposite fears where I was coming into work and Benning says, my girlfriend's here at work just saying like, he doesn't like me. He's going to break up with me. He's going to end it because he won't introduce me to his family. He won't call me his girlfriend. And everyone's telling me, keep your guard up. He's going to screw you over. And now one of my, the girls here at work is like, you're literally the exception. Most guys do that as because they're trying to pull away. She's like, he was just taking a while. And now he's like, I love you and let's do everything together. So we are, we're like a weird case yeah where it worked out i think everyone had their doubts do your guys's past ever come into any type of conversation about anything yes not as much anymore for sure for the first like eight months uh because there was another guy from the past who i think he was really wary of okay and that guy is not a concern at all because i would never touch him again <laughs> ever but like there, there are people in this type of relationship, right, where one person obviously exceeds the other person uh, in partners. I'm not sure who is the, the leading person in your relationship. Are you saying based on like who's in love with who more? Oh uh, no, just like sexual partners. Right? Oh, and some people, oh, and it's some me. people. Okay, <laughs> it's me. I was trying to go around it and be That's, discreet, but it's, I'm it's not like, shy. Cool. So you are the leader. Yeah. But there are people who are in these type of relationships that like the mental aspect is still like heavy on them right so like anytime there it could be like um an emotional time or like time to uh be physical with your partner that that like creeps into their mind sometimes what would you say like what advice would you give to you know either either person to like overcome that to like seeing that there's more to it like what steps are there to take to like not think about that but to think about me as an individual It's tough for me to even give advice on that because the truth of the matter is me and him don't know each other's numbers. Yeah. That's simply because he doesn't want to know. I have no problem. This goes back to everything we were discussing about the guy just almost having a different perspective on you if they know. Okay. And he has a voice to me like, I want to keep things, you know, as they are basically blissfully unaware. I don't agree with that. He knows I don't agree with that. He knows I'm more than happy to talk about anything from my past. I even, I grill him on his all the time and not in a way of being like, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Like, tell, I'm just so curious because I, and every time he asks, he's like, why do you want to know? I'm always like, 
because I want to know what makes you you and what what got you to this point. Like, you're in this relationship with me, but you've learned things from other people along the way. He doesn't look at it that way. He looks at it like I'm using it as ammunition against him, but I'm really not. I could I could genuinely, like, care. Like, I don't, I don't have interest in, like, looking up these girls. or Yeah. I mean, but my advice, I mean, it's always just, to, like, when you're in that moment, especially, like, a sexual scenario, like, just, you have to just be present. Like, you that's, really, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You just can't be... And no, and cut the alcohol out. <laughs> alcohol makes people think of weird things. It makes them emotional sometimes. It makes them say things they don't mean. Uh, I mean, every once in a while, it's like a fun, it's like a fun treat. I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm wasted. I'm getting weird. But uh, I find like you're more connected when you're sober. Oh wow! So stay away from <laughs> alcohol, kids, because makes you do weird stuff. Or I maybe I'm only speaking for myself. It's made me do some really weird stuff yeah well i like i like to drink and have sex i think it's fun i like to yeah, i like you, to do everything and have sex so yeah yeah but you're just a more fun going and not crazy person when they drink than me possibly right? are <laughs> you just like are you that person have you seen don't uh be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood or something like that no no, no. oh my gosh i'm judging you so hard right I'm now i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not going to reference it then either way no there is a scene where uh a lady is in uh, the back of a, a truck and she's like very innocent and then she starts acting very crazy and demonic um, but I was going to say I was at you when you were drinking but you just ruined my joke and my reference I'm thank sorry. you Melissa <laughs> um, no that's awesome I, I, I am very happy for you and Garrett uh, it's very interesting to see like your growth I think we met in the in this part where you were like just having fun and being in LA yeah we did um, I, I remember hearing about you passing them over to befriend. Yes. <laughs> uh, I remember hearing the aftermath of that. And then I remember hearing about you guys hooking back up together again. And then, you know, the the, the hots and the colds of it all. So, oh, yeah. Wow. I know. It comes, comes full circle. Far. Yeah. Really? It's like, awesome. Yeah. You met me when I was still just like on the apps or like going out to the bars. And that was a crazy period. I even, I had guy friends come visit me from college. And one of them came to visit me when I was single and like, probably a year in LA and then he came and visited me when me and Garrett were dating for about five months mm -hmm. and he's like don't take this the wrong way but you have grown up so much like when I came and visited you two years ago like you were a hot mess <laughs> you were like talking to every dude at the bar you were blacked out every night he's like and now you're like I'll have a couple drinks I'm drunk but I can't control myself mm -hmm. and you had this he's like and you were dating a guy who honestly the most normal guy you've ever been with and I was like who would have thought everyone thought I was gonna end up with someone crazy so <laughs> You proved them wrong, Melissa. I can't believe it. You proved them wrong. My parents are so proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I appreciate you sharing your stories and giving wise wisdom to all these um, hopefuls. Hopefuls. There you go. I was going to go with nymphomaniacs, but. Also nymphomaniacs. Yeah, you... If you want to talk about that, that's a separate podcast. <laughs> so much info on that. Awesome. Thanks for joining, Melissa. Thank you. Well, damn. That was a really good interview, Anthony. Props, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I really liked what Melissa said, especially in particular about being in an abusive relationship. I think a lot of women can relate to that or people too. No, I agree, man. That's that's very detrimental to a, a person's growth when you go through uh, something of that nature. Um, you know, another thing that really stood out, though, was the double standard towards women. You know, this this is nothing new. We've, we've dealt with this, you know, pretty much our entirety of of life. Maybe I don't even know about the whole BC and all that, but 
regardless in this type of society mm-hmm. with all these women leaders you would think that this type of uh you know we just grow past it i feel like it's old time it's one of those things like you don't see anymore and i feel like we're there definitely yeah i feel that nowadays we should just doesn't matter if we've been with one person or 20 man we all like to have fun and that's what it is so do your thing Nelly Furtado said it best, promiscuous girl, promiscuous boy, doesn't matter, we all get along, stop judging. And there's always been this double standard of what you just said, of the spotlight being on women, it, it just being so derogatory, it doesn't matter who they slept around or how many people they slept around with, we're all the same. Exactly. Everyone does shitty things. Like, do you remember that time you hooked up with a girl at the Super Bowl party and uh, refused to call her back? That's uh, it's pretty shitty in my opinion. Uh, no comment. That was my old younger days. That's true, and I still have way more. We're not. We're once more interviews come. We'll we'll cut to all that. Yeah. Uh, I apologize to my girlfriend Cat in advance, but uh, this is all my past, baby. So. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So keep on subscribing, keep on listening. You're going to keep hearing me and Anthony on this all the time. Anthony's been a great co-host. Appreciate you doing this interview, man. Yeah, man, I'm down to interview more of your past partners. Let's go. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your people about this podcast. I think I love you. We're going to keep coming out with more.